Litcentric Radio is sponsored by Book Taco, an online program for managing independent reading in grades K-8. Book Taco is an affordable alternative to Accelerated Reader with an engaging, inclusive environment for the diverse students you serve. Book Taco has some solid writing options for prompting students to respond to the books they read independently. It's a great way to evaluate their thinking and monitor their progress during the school year. I'll explain the details later on in the episode. Hi, welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that's a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Webb. Did you know that Litcentric Radio lessons can be taught online? I mean, you know, virtually in a distance learning or hybrid learning situation? If you haven't thought about that before, I actually created a webinar to help you think through how you might do that. And I called it How to Teach Writing Virtually in a Distance or Hybrid Learning Model. And it's really designed for second through fifth grades because, you know, the beginning of the school year in kindergarten, first grade, it's going to be difficult to get writing instruction going and students writing independently um, because they really need a lot of expertise from their teacher. And a lot of kids are still learning how to write their name and pick up a pencil and things like that, especially in kindergarten. So I think we'll think through writing instruction a little bit differently for that crowd. But for now, at the beginning of the school year, our second through fifth grade students shouldn't have any trouble picking up their pencils and writing at home or even typing. Now, in the video, I actually share a system that I designed for differentiated writing instruction using both synchronous and asynchronous components to it. You can actually watch the video on YouTube right now and get access to all the resources that I share in the webinar. Again, the video is called How to Teach Writing Virtually, and it's on the Litcentric YouTube channel. I really created it because I'm concerned that writing instruction is going to take a back seat this year with all that's going on and with some of the limitations that we have in both physical and virtual classrooms. But I really think that's a big mistake. And the reason is, is because I know that if you prioritize writing instruction, you're also prioritizing reading instruction. And you can really kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone, as they say. So at least if you teach with the resources from Litcentric Radio, you know you can combine reading and writing really effectively. So take a look at that video, How to Teach Writing Virtually, and let me know what questions you have in the comments on YouTube. And I'll put the link in the show notes too. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at asking questions with the text, The Doctor with an Eye for Eyes, the story of Dr. Patricia Bath. So I love this book because not only is it a biography with great illustrations, but it's a rhyming biography. So it's actually written in the form of a poem and the cadence is really, really good. And I love this too, because you know, sometimes you read a book that's written in poem form and it's almost like it's forced into a poem form, but this book is so different. It flows beautifully and you almost kind of get lost in the story and forget that you're actually, you know, consuming a biography. So it's kind of a neat, really hybrid genre that we've got going on here uh, from Julia Finley Mosca. And the messages that she shares in this book are really clear. She has themes in there of feminism, inequality, importance of education, and even income issues. And all of that kind of gets wrapped up in the detailed information that they share about Dr. Bath's work, including at the end, some real photos and a beautiful timeline, lots of extra information added at the end of this text. So it's really worth looking into. 
What I like to use this book for is for asking questions, really asking and answering questions. So we're going to explore that today. So let's take a look at today's text, The Doctor with an Eye for Eyes. Patricia E. Bath was a clever child who excelled in school, and she was inspired to help people, and she thought that becoming a doctor would be the best way to do that. But she faced significant obstacles in her life along the way, like her local high school refusing to admit her as a student because she was black, and her medical school treating female students as far less than their male counterparts, not even allowing females to sit in the front row in class. And eventually, Dr. Bath, you know, moves past each of these obstacles, and she focuses her studies on learning about eyesight and curing people's eyesight. And she became a researcher, a teacher, an inventor, and of course, a doctor who really actually restores people's eyesight. And she, you know, directs a foundation and does all these different things. She really is a very remarkable woman, a very accomplished woman. And again, the way that we have this biography in this rhyming format, it's very approachable. It's very enjoyable to listen to. And again, I really like the clear messages, um, the very clear obstacles that are described in the text. It's not sugarcoated at all, uh, but it's very direct. And this is what she faced and she had to overcome these things. BookTaco is different from other online reading platforms because users aren't limited to only multiple choice quizzes to evaluate student reading. As you know, writing is one of the best ways to gain insight into how students think, and the more students write, the better their thinking and reading comprehension will be. When it comes to writing, BookTaco's got you covered. Once students have finished reading a book or even a chapter of a book, they can log on to BookTaco and respond to a writing prompt to think deeply about what they read. There's a drop-down menu for students to choose from that includes some great questions and tasks that prompt students to dig deep and explain themselves thoroughly. For example, one prompt asks students to describe the main character's transformation throughout the story. Another asks, do you think the title fits the book? Why or why not? One of my favorite prompts asks students to discuss a portion of the book that was too predictable. Wow, isn't that a fantastic prompt? As you can tell, the writing tasks in BookTaco go far beyond retelling exercises. Students really have to bring their A-game. Oh, and did I mention the prompts are available in Spanish too? When a student sends their response through the BookTaco platform, it shows up in your teacher dashboard. There, you can read each response and assign it a score of 1 to 5 using the BookTaco scoring system. Or you can assign a score using your district's rubric or scoring guide. And I love that teachers can also leave feedback for students to acknowledge the good work they've done and to support their growth and achievement. Log on to booktaco.com and view the writing prompts for yourself. You'll see how much thinking goes into answering them. That's booktaco.com. Now we actually have in the back of the text a really brief letter from Dr. Bath herself. And it's really a letter to the reader. And one of the things that she says in there, um, I'm quoting her, she says, begin each day by asking a question. And that's what we're going to focus our attention on in our text-dependent questions, our bridge chart, and our writing task here. Now, in the text-dependent questions, um, I'm drawing the student's attention to the obstacles that she faced, 
um, who she is as a person, you know, what is her character like? But then also I'm posing questions about what we think Dr. Bath was asking herself along the way. Because um, when I'm reading this book with students and asking those types of questions, I haven't yet shared with them that Dr. Bath says begin each day by asking a question. So one of the questions I might pose to them in uh, while we're reading is what questions did Dr. Bath ask herself when she studied eyes? And that's going to be important because some of those answers are going to be revealed as we keep reading, but some of them aren't. And so I just want to help them get into Dr. Bath's mindset of how she approaches her work, how she approaches, you know, getting up in the morning and, and focusing on her day by asking questions and trying to see out the answers and using those to then ask the next question. So we're going to focus on that a little bit throughout the text of questions, but we're really going to focus on that when we get to building our bridge chart experience together. So with our bridge chart today, we are going to focus on the questions that Dr. Bath might have asked herself along the way throughout this text. And we're going to do that in certain categories, and we're going to do the question categories, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And for a lot of my students, they may be aware of these questions. Of course, they've used them orally before. But for some of my English learners in particular, these questions can really pose a language challenge. Because if we're not clear on, for example, what who is referring to versus the word what, that's going to really play a role in how students can actually formulate questions properly, but also how they can answer them correctly, or at least answer them in a logical way. So I need to make sure that my students have a clear understanding of what those questions were, what those question words are referring to. So when we're designing this chart, we're going to be starting with the who, what, when, where, why, and how questions along the left side of the chart. And next to each of those, I want to make sure that I put an illustration and maybe a word cue to make sure my students um, don't forget what that particular question word is referring to. So uh, for the who, we're going to have a little uh, stick person and we're going to write the word person so they know when the word who is being used, we should expect that the question is, being a is asking about um, a human being and that the answer needs to contain that human being in it. Uh, with the word what, we're going to draw maybe like a box and say that it's an object. So instead of a person being the focus of the question, now we're focusing on a thing or an object. The when, we'll put a little clock, and of course that focuses on time. Not always time on the clock, it could be day, night, of course. Uh, but just again, we want a simple picture cue to remind students what that means. The where, I'd probably draw like a tree with a little house next to it and talk about the fact that we're referring to place. The why, that's a little bit of a tricky one. Uh, what we're referring to here is a reason. And so the picture I'd probably draw is um, a little person's face with like a thought bubble, like they're really considering the possibilities and why things might be happening. And finally, the how is really um, how things operate, how they work. And so I'd use the word operate. And then I'd probably show like a simple, um, like a simple machine, like a balance or something, you know, one side's heavier than the other, just to show that there's something actually happening. Um, there's either something operating, something working in a certain way. So of course you can change the pictures. And, and honestly, it's a great idea to actually have students help you to decide on what icon makes the most sense to them or even add icons over time. Or students can then create their own bridge chart um, or even a reference piece with the who, what, when, where, put it in their writer's notebooks, and they can draw their own pictures to go along to help remind them of what we're talking about. 
Now in the Listen to Radio lesson that I have, um, of course I always put a photo of a sample bridge chart in there for you. And I have some examples of questions that students could form with, of course, the support of their classmates and the teacher. And I don't think there's necessarily a perfect way to do this, but I just like to use the text, give us a reason to go back into the text and use it as inspiration to, um, again, formulate questions that we think Dr. Bath might have asked herself. Now, it's not questions about Dr. Bath, right? We're trying to get into the mindset of Dr. Bath herself because she believes that every day you should be asking questions, right? So what could she have been asking along the way, along her life's journey? Um, at different points in time uh, that might have helped her overcome her obstacles and be the successful accomplished person that she is so an example could be we could start with a who question and of course reminding students this refers to a person so let's flip back through the book and let's try to find maybe an illustration or a moment in the book that um, inspires us or spurs us to think about a time when she might have asked about someone so maybe she could have asked who decides which people get the best care Right? She wants to be a doctor and she knows that income inequalities, racial inequalities, all sorts of, you know, um, gender inequalities, all sorts of things are getting in the way of people getting the help that they need. So who decides that? Right? Who's responsible? Another question might be, um, let's look at the when question. When is the right time to stand up for myself? So there's actually a great point in the book where when she's doing research, uh, they try to give her a really uh, gloomy uh, office in the basement that has like no windows and it's really dark. And she said, um, no, I don't think so. You're going to move my desk upstairs where, where, you know, in a reasonable place where it's supposed to be. So it's a good example of, wait a minute, I have to stand up for myself here. When is a good time to do that? And that's a good example of when it was a good time to do that. So by having students help you formulate these questions, you can do it in a few different ways. Um, I definitely would have students talking with one another, especially at certain points in the book, to see what questions they can generate. You might want to start by adding just one question for each of these different who, what, when, where categories. Or you might decide to focus just on one, um, one question word that day. Like, let's just start with who, and let's generate, you know, three, four, five questions from the class that all have to do with who. And then, you know, the next day or, you know, day after that, then you can focus on a different part of the chart. It all depends on the age of your students, you know, how much they can handle, how new is this type of information to them, uh, specifically the who, what, when, where types of questions. Do they have a functional understanding of, of what those mean? And can they use them effectively to formulate questions, at least orally? So if, if students need some more support with that, then you're going to be stepping in and helping to model how those questions get formed. And especially for English learners, you're going to have to think about or show them explicitly, how do you take a statement and how does that turn into a question? How do the words actually change the order slightly? Um, how do you make sure there's, you're beginning with a question word, you're ending with a, um, a question mark? All those things need to be taught directly to students. We don't want to assume they understand those things necessarily. And just by modeling it and writing it down is not explicit enough. So we want to make sure that we're teaching them that as well. But I think this exercise poses a challenge for lots of students because like I said, we're not asking questions about the book that we can easily find the answers to. We're trying to get into the head of Dr. Bath and asking questions that we likely will never have the answer to because, you know, we aren't able to ask her necessarily. Or maybe you are, you never know. <laughs> so with our writing task here, I'm asking students to do more of a functional piece of writing where I want them to think of something that really matters to them, something they think is important, pose a question about it, much like Dr. Bath would do each day, 
try to answer that question. And then I want them to exchange the papers with someone else and have them also generate questions and answers about that same topic and see what other perspectives are. And just give students a little bit of practice again in um, both asking questions and answering questions. That's all we have for today. I hope that your school year is off to a great start. I hope also that you've joined LitCentric Insiders. Don't forget to go to litcentric.com. About halfway down on the homepage, you'll see a big button there to join LitCentric Insiders. And that just means I add you to my newsletter list. And uh, oftentimes you'll get free resources there. You'll get uh, first dibs on all sorts of things coming out and lots of links to help you find the resources that you need. And don't forget to head over to YouTube, the LitCentric YouTube channel, and watch the video, How to Teach Writing Virtually. It really is designed more like a longer webinar. It's about half an hour long, so you need to have a little bit of time to do that. But um, all the resources that you'll need, the links are going to be there. And so um, there's some downloadable things that you can get access to and free lesson templates and things that I demonstrate uh, in the actual videos and be sure to watch it and subscribe to LitCentric YouTube channel. And please share it on social media. I would really appreciate that. Share the link, share a comment, uh, share a photo, anything that you could do um, to get that video out there. I really wanna make sure that writing instruction is um, at the forefront and because I know that it's gonna help students across multiple disciplines and it really helps develop multiple skills for students. And I know that's gonna be challenging to teach this year. So hopefully you'll check that out and we'll see you next time. Have a great day at school.